Hello and welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D, and with me is my co-host, Honeybee. What up? We are almost at the end of our Halloween 31 Days of Horror Marathon. Wow. Today, yeah, it's been quite a journey. (laughs) Today, we're discussing Halloween from 2018, directed by David Gordon Green. It is 106 minutes long. The budget was $10 million. The box office was $255.6 million. I didn't mention last time the original was $300,000 to $325,000. And the box office was sixty to $70 million. Wow. Um, can't be bothered to work out the inflation and what how that compares in reality to the current budget. So this is the 11th in the Halloween series and the 10th to feature Michael Myers. Listen to the previous episode if you want all the breakdown of the continuities and such and the explanation about number three. Yeah. This is a direct sequel to number one and ignores number two. Number two took place the same night as number one, but includes some new information about Lori being Michael's sister. And for whatever reason, the writer, director, whoever of this movie decided they didn't want that idea in the movie. So they have uh, sort of made up some new continuity where Michael is actually arrested and captured at the end of the original movie. Mm-hmm. And has been incarcerated in a uh, mental institution since then. Woof! Oh man, the way that they start this movie was uh-huh. so unnecessary. Like I, the, I honestly uh, the, didn't like it. I didn't like. I, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna like this movie. Like as soon pod- as they start with the podcasters. Yes, with the podcasters and the like, they him walking up to him with the mask and all of the like yeah. people like making uh, animal noises and such. Yeah. I I mean, who doesn't love the way that Fucking horror films portray mentally ill people? Fucking <laughs> podcasters! Oh, <laughs> here's something I didn't didn't mention in the last one. His mask is briefly pulled off in the first movie, yeah, and it looks like his face is uh, deformed. Mm-hmm. Like he's got some kind of burns or something. Birth, I thought it was it was more like a birth defect. Like his face was misshapen. Okay, but we Except, saw him as a little boy. Exactly, exactly. We don't see that there's anything wrong with his face as a little boy. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's meant to be wrong with it as an adult. And in this movie, we sort of get some glimpses of his face, and it doesn't seem to be deformed in this one. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell was going on there. But yeah, for some reason, uh, Michael's doctor allows this guy to taunt Michael with the mask. And where the, where the fuck did he get the mask? Why isn't that in an evidence box somewhere? Yeah, I just, I was like, ew, I don't like this. This is going to be, this is not going to be good. It was not a strong opening for me. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So these two podcasters are doing a show on Michael and they're trying to elicit some kind of reaction out of him because apparently he hasn't spoken in 15 years or however it's been. And he 
yeah, the doctor allows him to taunt Michael with the mask. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, it was disgusting. For some reason, they decide to transfer Michael and some other guys, right? To a, yeah, which the literally the first note that I have written down was another transfer. Isn't this what happened the first time? Yeah, except that he had already escaped. He doesn't escape during the transfer the first time. He's just conveniently pre-escaped <laughs> before. Yeah, they get there. But I think that the that it's like the idea is that you know they were getting him ready to take ready to take him out of the facility, and then boom, he you know kills everybody or whatever and then the, uh-huh. i don't know it was just like it was so this movie mirrored the other movie in a lot of ways like uh-huh. the, like the way that the they would do things like the when they went to the graveyard it was like very similar things where in this movie the same thing happened in the last movie like her yeah. sitting in the classroom and like looking out and seeing her grandma yes even the the speech or the the teacher is even giving the same lecture or whatever. There was just like a lot of that. He also like, he kills he kills another mechanic to get his coveralls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the bus crashes. I think it just crashes. I don't think he does anything to make it crash. Yeah, I think he does. Later, they the cops are talking about it like way later in the film about how he overtook the bus driver or something. I don't, I don't know, but. uh here we see that uh, Michael sort of ups the ante because he kills a child. Which yeah. I'm not sure he had done before. And I think there's was even something I was reading was like, why doesn't Michael Myers kill children? Well, <laughs> the new movie puts that idea to rest. We do see in the first one, he's kind of walking along and there's all these trick-or-treaters and he doesn't seem determined to do anything to them. Yeah. Lori assumes that he's going to hurt the two kids that she's babysitting, but mm-hmm. it's not clear that he intends to do that. But in this one, he just straight up kills a kid. Father and son are driving along and the son's talking about how he prefers his dance lessons to his to hunting. Yes. And dad likes to take him hunting. But this also establishes that maybe the boy knows how to use the gun that he pulls and they stop to help the bus, and they uh, Michael starts tearing shit up, and he kills the father, and he kills the kid. The kid accidentally shoots Michael's doctor. Oh, I know. I am guessing that uh, if Donald Pleasance were still alive, they would have liked to have had him in this movie, but he, he died quite some time ago. Yeah. So they do get some uh, some other guy to be a creepy doctor who turns out to be... Ed douche nozzle crazy yeah he's just this crazy michael i guess in his own way yeah at one point the doctor uh stabs the sheriff or a deputy he stabs a deputy and uh because he doesn't want him to catch michael and because i don't know he wants to study him or something yeah shit yeah but then doesn't michael end up killing that guy yep he, he does kills 16 people in this movie i think oh and some of these uh even if you don't see the murder like just the bodies they're strewn about are really brutal they really uh, uh 2018 damn they really <laughs> uh put some brutal ass shit in there like even with the kid and then um, there's a guy at some point, just the camera like pans over him and his jaw is broken. And I was like, 
holy shit like that it it just looks brutal yeah he appears to kill 17 people in this movie mm. one of them turns out to still be alive in the next movie but i won't say who but as far as the amount of brutality that we the audience are witnessing we we appear to see him kill 17 people yeah which is quite a bump up from five yeah yeah well he's been locked up for a while he's like he's got a he's got some catching up to do did you think that it was weird that um jamie lee curtis had the same haircut in this movie i was like what why (laughs) did she yeah i was like like wait a second i mean it's not necessary we know who she is (laughs) so you know some some ladies they settle on their haircut pretty early on and they just stick (laughs) with it I guess in uh, in H two O, she's got a cute little bob. So nice, different continuity as we discussed previously. Yeah, I thought there was this one moment in the beginning. This is kind of the moment where the movie started changing for me. Was when she's she's in the car watching the bus, like the of transferring the mentally insane people. She's like watching them, and then she like sees the figure and she screams. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Who sees this? Uh, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's watching, um, them, like them load up Michael and the other people onto the bus. That's about to transfer to wherever. And she's just sitting there in the car. And oh, she, she, goes, she goes to the institution to watch the yeah. transfer, watch part of it. Yes. So she doesn't see the, if she'd followed the bus, she would have seen the wreck and she could have killed him then. Yeah, but she uh, she has this moment in the car where she like screams, and it was it was uh, it was a really good moment, like just creepy moment, like scary, like ooh, give you chills, chef's kiss. I really that that at that point I was like, okay, maybe this is starting to change a little bit for me. And then eventually, I did I did end up liking this movie, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, still some shit that's just like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And is, but is still just terrifying. You know, it's, it's, a, it's scary. Now in this continuity, it's been a while since I've seen Halloween H2O. So I don't remember how they dealt with it in that one. But in this one, Lori's got kind of extreme PTSD mm-hmm. from the events of the first movie. And she has become sort of a survivalist prepper, but she's just prepping for Michael Myers, not for mm-hmm. any other societal disaster. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of Terminator. What's her name? No idea. Sarah, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 has spent years preparing for the potential return of the Terminator. And, oh, I see. And is locked up in a mental institution at the beginning of the movie uh, for not just for being mentally ill, though, but for crimes she may have committed (laughs) um, maybe some gun violations or something. I don't remember the details, but she is considered pretty dangerous. So a similar kind of thing, this woman who was terrorized by an unstoppable killer who's now spent years preparing for his return. I kind of liked that. I did. I I also did. I liked how, like the whole time, anytime it showed her family and they were like, let it go, leave it alone. 
he's gone. I was just like, hey, you guys are going to get it. You all are going <laughs> to yep. fucking die. You should yep. listen to her. And so I, I liked how she, but I liked it until it actually happened. And then he was actually attacking her and stuff in the home, which, yeah, it, it ended up working. But there were moments where I was like, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you have all this security, and you have all of this for a reason. How do you still not know how to use it or what to do when he's close to you? You've been training all of this time, and yet you're still just you know, doing the typical horror movie easy target shit. I guess when the shit actually hit the fan, it all just went out of her head. Yeah, yeah. So she has a daughter and a granddaughter, and I don't think we see them, but two ex-husbands. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, trained her daughter to be paranoid and scared of Michael. Her daughter resents that, but her granddaughter didn't have to go through that shit, so her granddaughter's much more sympathetic to her. But she, yeah, she's having all of the family issues does she ever get a moment though to just yell i told you so um not exactly but kind of she Uh it's when her and the daughter are her daughter basically has a moment of like uh oh you told me and it's happening and she just like grabs her and tells her like i love you i'm not gonna let anything happen to you but so she didn't get to say like yeah i told you you dumb bitch but she was like (laughs) I also love one of my probably favorite parts of this movie was when the daughter is like in the um, downstairs brain, brain, like cellar part and uh, is like, I can't do it. I need your help, mom. And then he like steps in frame. She's like, got him. Boom. And shoots him. I was like, hey, get it. Oh, was so good. good. That was Judy, Judy Greer as her daughter, uh, Karen. Judy Greer, she is adorable. So sweet. Her soft <laughs> little voice. Oh my gosh, I love her. I love She's her. She's not normally known for this kind of uh... No, not at all, but I think she did a great job. I was a little surprised and I even thought when she was like telling the daughter when she's like describing her childhood uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, are we going to get to see her be a little bit of a badass? And I kept waiting for it and kept waiting for it. Um, and then it was like, when she's like, help, I can't do it. I need your help. Boom, got him. <laughs> and shoots him. Yeah, it was good. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Another one of my favorite parts of the movie is the babysitter and the little black boy, which I never, we never find out what happens to him or like if he went and got, he, he's like, I'm going to go get help. And then we never see him again the rest okay. of the movie. We, but their, their banter back and forth was hilarious. <laughs> We've uh, find out something movie, but I'll just leave it at that. The only other horror movie I know of that Judy Greer was in is uh, Cursed, which is a werewolf movie. Hmm. Uh, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson werewolf movie. Okay. So following up on Scream, the stars Christina Ricci. Which I, I quite, Christina Ricci. I quite like that movie. It's not that popular, but I like it. But it's a similar thing where she's kind of cast in an unexpected... They're, they've cast her because you 
because she's Judy Greer, but she ends up doing, you know, unexpected, not Judy Greer kind of things. So, uh, yeah, we enjoyed her. I don't really give a crap about her daughter. Aw. She just didn't grab me at all. I don't. I I thought she did a good job. I really liked the um, Bonnie and Clyde costume idea that she did sure. with her boyfriend, sure. where he was Bonnie and she was Clyde. I thought that was super cute. Yeah. And I mean, she wasn't like just like amazing, but I liked her. I didn't think there was anything really like wrong with her or her performance or anything like that. And also, I thought that she was necessary to the story for the sense for like the grandma mom drama to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, there is a moment in this movie that I didn't realize till. So I watched this, I don't know, you know, a year or two ago when it came out. And then I watched Halloween Kills. Then I rewatched this for our podcast oh. here. Uh-huh. And there are two people that we just briefly see in one scene that end up being more important in Halloween kills. And I was like, well, that was an interesting detail. And I guess the director already had that planned out. Uh, There's a couple dressed as a nurse and a doctor who are leaving their house, getting ready to go somewhere. And he has, he has to go back for his stethoscope. Uh And then then he's like, Oh, it was in my pocket. So we end up seeing them. uh, I don't want to give too much detail, but we see them in the bar later in the the Halloween kills takes place the same night, just like the original original Halloween two picks up immediately after Halloween one, this Halloween kills, which is sort of Halloween three picks up right after the same night as, uh, as this Halloween, it seems like the director was just planting them there because they don't do anything else in that movie. They just get in their car and go. But we need yeah. to take a moment to notice them for no apparent reason till you see Halloween kills and they show up again. So I liked retroactively, I liked that little moment, even though at the time you don't realize that it's important at all. Yeah. So look out for that, people, when you're watching these, if you haven't already. Uh, yeah. um, what else? What else? Um, what do I have here? Oh, uh, oh, okay. There is a point in the movie where this kid goes and starts this motorcycle that is in the garage. Just randomly, right. you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I just wanted to say, um, don't ever fucking do that. <laughs> that was Cameron, wasn't it? Or was it? I guess, yeah. The, 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 it was the boyfriend of the babysitter. Yeah, because Cameron would have been in his dress by that point. Right. Oh yeah, no, it's not. It's not that guy. It's um, uh, the like blonde babysitter girl. She, her yeah. boyfriend comes over. Yes. Weed. Yeah, that kid. He's like, he finds a motorcycle in the garage. Yeah. Like, and, he, and he, he, he just starts it up to make it room, and then when she screams, he just lets it drop and goes. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that's someone's motorcycle, you prick. Right, but he's about to get killed. I think you're talking about Miles Robbins as Dave, Vicky's boyfriend. Yes, that's who it is. So, uh, yeah, he's about to get killed, so he's not going to have to deal with the consequences of fucking up that bike. That's true, but for all of our listeners out there, don't touch another man's bike. Yeah, that's not You might as well just wiped your balls across his wife's forehead. (laughs) You just don't do it. You do not do it. 
<laughs> okay, then. I'll bear that in mind. Uh, let's see. Nominated for a Saturn Award. Wow. It got some Fangoria Chainsaw Award nominations. Runner-up for the Grosh People's Choice Midnight Madness Award at the Toronto Film Fest. Did it win anything? What did you uh, think? Did you like it? Uh, I did like it. I did like it. Uh, I liked the trap they set for Michael. Me too. I mean, you know, I liked it as much as I like any Halloween movie. I sure. liked Jamie Lee Curtis. I liked Judy Greer. Judy Greer's husband, whose name escapes me, but has been in a bunch of stuff. Stuff that I've enjoyed. Uh, Toby Huss. He was in The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yeah. But I believe he was in Carnival and other stuff like that. Stuff that I've enjoyed. And yeah, I, I enjoy the ending. Yeah. And we can talk more about that in the next episode i would love to because it you know follows right up on that ending next movie yeah i'm super excited to watch it especially after um because like halloween i saw it when i was very young maybe like 11 or so and yeah. then it scared me so much that i just didn't ever watch it again and didn't was not really interested in it so to revisit these now and to see these and then to be able to like see the new one coming out is super exciting and I'm really excited. Well, and I'm about to finish watching it for the second time because the first time I just watched it and then I'm watching it again and taking notes. Right. So we will do a full episode tomorrow with a full breakdown like we normally do. Rather Yay! View. Oh my gosh. And then back to your regularly scheduled program. Yes. Oh, we didn't rate it. What are we giving it? Oh, uh, yeah. What are you thinking? Are you going to give this movie, Precious? I'll give it three and a half. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to give this one a four. All right, then. Just because it, uh, it was better than the last one, I thought, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, everyone. <laughs> you can email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. From that page, you can also find the link to all our socials so on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter. Yeah, call call us, beep us if you want to reach us. And that will do it for today. So we will not see you, but you will hear us next time. Monster Movie Fun Time, go. Go.